welcome to the Whole GD Show, the show where we bring up a word or phrase to spark a conversation about the related media. This is your host, Jeff Blanchard, and my meta co-host, Eleanor. Hello, Dylan. Hello, Jeff, and hello to anyone listening to this. And maybe you're talking with your friend about a podcast or five pieces of media that you'd relate to some word or phrase. Anyway... Hello, Jeff, and hello, Caleb. Hello. Oh, we have. Who is this now? <laughs> I'm Caleb. I'm the yes. uh, guy. I'm the guy who did the music for the uh, for your intro. Yeah, little did you know, <laughs> Caleb is on every episode, just in different form. Yeah, finally made it on with my regular voice. A grassroots oligarchy is starting. Yes. Yeah. Isn't that our song? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Meta, why did you chose the word for this week? Why? I'm curious. Uh, it's I, I like postmodernism, so I'm always interested okay. in postmodernist literature and art, and uh, especially, I, I watch a lot of, I read a lot of memes. I read a lot of memes. I sound old. <laughs> it's like literature, yeah. <laughs> yes, it's like, it's like it's very... literature. I look at a lot of memes, and so memes are often very meta, and they're self-referential, and they reference previous memes and sort of build on on themselves. They're very evolutionary as far as how they how they develop. So it's, yeah, it's something I, that's always interested me in in media is it's referencing itself and how it projects. How do you feel about Rule Thirty Four? I feel like that's a meta subject. <laughs> that is a meta subject. <laughs> um, I it kind of scares me. I'll be honest. When you get to dragons and cars in the same image at once, <laughs> I think you need to stop. <laughs> yeah i mean like i we've all seen the simpsons fucking each other <laughs> yes like i i feel like so it's it, i'm pretty sure that's like, a classic which, porn advertisement fine but i'm like once they have like the baby in there i'm just like what is happening like what i don't understand like where it is gone that's you know where I mean? it starts to get extra creepy yeah yeah <laughs> and it's unfortunate that there's some states where that's not illegal yeah i i was kind of looking into that and i was like is that it, it it's not child pornography because it's animated Some, but i guess it's illegal in um australia a guy got caught in australia with like yeah. simpsons pornography and was arrested for it yep yeah because it's still i mean it's still a depiction of a minor even though they're a cartoon yeah minor yeah and we, i recently uh referenced it in uh we were talking about hentai a while back in a, in a quiz, <laughs> yeah. and uh, in a quiz called Anime is Fucking Weird, and, you know, that's a common thing in hentai for minors to be depicted. Yep, they do. Yeah, they have a special name for it. Lollicon, it's called. Yep. <laughs> I, you know, I was wondering why that uh, episode saw a spike, and now I'm realizing I think I put hentai in the um, description oh, for it. Okay. You get the hentai demographic. <laughs> yeah so yeah welcome aboard uh, sure <laughs> well we're talking about it today nice. too <laughs> yeah yep. i mean it seems to be a regular segment now yeah today will we talk about tentacles is there like a yeah. can you turn like there's anna maybe what can hentai be like hen i yay or nay no the eyes the hentais have it i guess that's as close as i can get <laughs> yeah i'll I don't know. Anime B was slapped together, so I, I don't really know. That one I'll have to think of some dumb <laughs> pun. Yeah. Is it hentai? 
hint I or hint you. Something like that. <laughs> That's something. No, no. Hint me. No. Hint me. <laughs> Please. Hint no. I. I barely know her. <laughs> All right. Let's get, let's get to it. Dylan, what's your movie? Uh, all right, yeah, let's straight from hentai to this. Just gotta mention it one more time. Um, well, with Caleb on here, I actually did pick one that was kind of out of left field. Um, not really my serious one, but of course, uh, it started as a TV show on Adult Swim, making fun of public access and calling itself the nightmare version of TV, and that was Tim and Eric Awesome Show which they eventually made Tim and Eric's billion-dollar movie. Uh, I know Caleb's seen it. Have you seen yep. it, Jeff? <laughs> no. I, I know we've talked a little bit here and there about Tim and Eric and his like weird play, fake play about like Jackie Chan playing Bill Cosby or uh, Bill Clinton. It's very strange. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, the billion-dollar movie was something else. It was just a whole other animal, like... Well, they weren't censored very a lot at all, but um, it was, yeah, what if Tim and Eric got a billion dollars to make a movie, and then, like, the first five minutes of the movie, they just blow the whole budget on, like, partying and strippers and, like, a bunch of coke. <laughs> so, yeah, kind of meta, and then it just turns into a really long-form Tim and Eric, like, sketch in a mall, pretty much. Uh, I can't remember why they went to the mall. Do you remember, Caleb? I don't. I don't remember. I do remember the mall. That's pretty much the only part I do remember is that they were there. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. I, it's been so long since I've seen that movie, but that TV show is. I mean, we watched that show endlessly. Yeah. Yeah. I love the show. I think it's good in short bursts. Uh, movie. I wasn't a huge yeah. fan of, but it's it just yeah, yeah. It's like two hours of that is really rough. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> they can get pretty crude. Oh yeah. It is weird how they make some of those movies like Borat was just like its own thing for a while, or Ali G or um Jackass kind of making it into long form things. I don't know. It just seems like a weird trend for a long time. Yeah. Jackass kind of made sense because yeah. skate videos have always been a thing. And they would always do like those crazy stunts and in, in skate videos. They just took out all the skateboarding and made it just about the crazy stunts. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. <laughs> My my brother always used to buy those Big Brother magazine skateboarding videos, and the Jackass always had all the Jackass crew was always on those. I heard there's going to be a new one. It was there. I, I've heard that. I'm like, they're all like 50 <laughs> yeah. now. I know. Like, Some of them are dead. Like they're going to die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Van Margera is not in good health at he all. Like, I don't know oh, he looks him. awful. Yeah. So bad. He looks awful. <laughs> Sorry, Bam. You, you look bad. Yep. I hope you're doing okay. You're listening. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take care of yourself, man. Eat some vegetables. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, other than Tim and Eric, I had. Um, have I ever, uh, either of you seen Cabin in the Woods, a Joss yes. Whedon film? Yep. Yeah. That was on my list of of things I might talk about, but I ended up not choosing it. That yeah. That movie is so good. Yeah, I love it, because uh, I'm not, like, a huge horror fan, because there's just, I mean, there's so many tropes associated with the horror genre, but yeah. Cabin in the Woods, like, gives them a reason to be there. Uh, do you know the premise at all, Jeff? Um, It's like an experiment being played on, like, teens. Isn't that, like, the twist or something like that? 
Yeah, pretty much. Spoiler alert. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, it's always a spoiler alert here. It's like uh, (laughs) a 10-year-old movie. The subtitle (laughs) to every episode is spoiler alert, yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But yeah, they're... um, they all get, yeah, it's like a teen horror movie where, you know, they get picked off one by one and it's kind of like, I don't know, it's like a random science experiment, kind of. Hmm. Yeah, it gives a reason for the tropes to be there. It kind of, it ends up being like this sacrificial god thing. Um, which, yeah, kind of is a crazy turn. But I I love it. Uh, I'm Joss Whedon fan. Uh, it's definitely got a yeah. lot of Joss, like, quippy humor to it. Yeah. It's really well done. The first time through, when you first watch it, like every time something happens, it's always a surprise. Like the guy with the the motorcycle, and he tries to hit the jump, like he's gonna jump right, over the bridge, yeah. and he just hits the wall. <laughs> You're yeah, like, it's Holy like crap. some weird invisible wall. Yeah, <laughs> yep. yeah. I love when they finally like, I don't. A few of them end up breaking into the lab, and you just see like all these different kind of crazy. Yeah horror monsters and cages or... you see like pinhead from hellraiser and stuff like that yeah yeah, hmm. <laughs> yeah it's really yeah. cool horror horror is great for doing meta because it's often i mean you could expect it to reference itself in the genre i think wes craven sort of helped with that when he did um scream which was a movie that was about oh, yeah. horror movies yeah definitely yeah they, they they always go through like they're always talking about it in that yeah or the the lesser, you know, scary movie series. Yes. It's kind of like gone on way too long. Yeah. That is <laughs> Are very, they still making yeah. those? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. They might be direct to DVD now. I know there was like a Fast and the Furious one a while ago. Uh, there was one that had like all the Marlin, all the Wayans brothers, all like 20 of them. It's called The Haunted House. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it was about kind of like the um it was like found footage uh paranormal activity kind of movies yeah yeah are those movies considered self-referential or are they just referential to other things yeah you get a point i've I, they may have some self-reference in there but i mean they're also kind of just like dumb bull crap yeah. like there's one with like the oprah tom cruise moment in there <laughs> that's right <laughs> Yeah. Pop culture yeah. references. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. That the... Don't stand the test of time, really. <laughs> nope. No, they're very yeah, they're very specific. Uh Caleb, did you have anything specifically? Uh for movies? Yeah, for Yep. Um yeah, I uh I I brought two. We talked about uh funny games before the show. Um I know sure. That's one that that a lot of people. He, I think there's two versions of it. There's the American version, yeah. and then there's the European version. But it, that's one that that the minute it, I watched it, I was like, it struck me. I really wanted to see it because I always had. I like Naomi Watts, and but it's yeah. about this family. It's a classic home invasion story, and it's like this. It's sort of semi torture porny, but it's. I I don't think it's as as gory as like watching a Saw movie. No. But then like. Like most of the way through the movie, there's this scene where this this family is trying to escape from these two guys, and then the Naomi Watts does escape, and she beats the guys, and they they get out of the house and they run away, and then they stop the movie, and the guys are like, "You don't think that's how the movie's gonna end, do you? Like we can't let this happen." So they rewind the movie, and then the rest of the movie is the bad guys get the win. So it's like that's. I don't know. There's something about that that really like struck me. Is like it's not about 
the storyline at that point. It's about making a statement about violence in movies and, and how we interact with the films that we literally can't interact with. It's not an interactive medium, and yet it's interacting with us in this moment by making us think about the violence and what's what we're being shown and whether the good guy or the bad guy wins. Yeah, it kind of made me think of Wayne's World when you said it. Yes. If they rewind it. <laughs> yeah, the end of Wayne's like, World. Oh, we're going to do the Scooby-Doo end. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fish kills. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I think the the like American remake is just shot for shot remake, if I'm not mistaken. Like it's exactly oh. the same. But okay, yeah, I haven't I, seen the the European one. Yeah, I like it. Is there? I can't. I've seen it a while ago, but um, there's not. There's like very subtle fourth wall breaking in the beginning, or is do they go like right into fourth wall breaking? I'm not sure. I don't remember there being much fourth wall breaking because I remember yeah, being I think, surprised when it happened. Yeah, I think there's maybe like a maybe one glance at the camera at one point, but yeah, yeah, just a hint that they're gonna do something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think maybe, yeah, maybe on a rewatch you can only catch it. I don't know. I feel like yeah. that was there. Because you know it's going to happen, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, I remember being <laughs> yeah. surprised by it, too. And I like, yeah, kind of like, I don't know, almost like a revisionist history. Just like, no, that's, yeah, uh, this yeah. is what could happen. Uh, Clue, like at the end of the movie, Clue, where they just go that's through right. all the different, right. like, no, this guy murdered it. No, this guy, this is how yeah. it actually happened. Um, yeah, that one's great because it's like the the movie's based on a board game, so you yeah. need to you need to see all the possible endings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen Clue. <laughs> it, it is weird how that was like a, a thing where they were making like you know movies out of like Jumanji and they did that yeah. other one Zathura. Yeah, like right after Jumanji, yeah. Zach Braff. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I don't know. I for movies that kind of have that ultra violence in, I tend to steer away from. Like, there's something about them. Like, and I'm it. A lot of it has to do with like the kind of implied or just you know the assault kind of stuff happening, like sexual assault. Like, uh, I spit on your grave. Like, I'm like, who, who is that movie for, man? You know, like that movie or um, I don't know any. Like, I don't know if you guys know 180 Days of Sodom. Like this really like fucked up movie based on a book by Marquis de Sade, and it's all about like uh, like Nazis like just raping and just like treating humans like just trash. And I'm just like, I don't get it. I I don't understand like the meaning behind it or like the purpose of it. It just seems like a a weird like experimental like exercise. Yeah, I don't know. I remember uh, in Funny Games being more unnerved by not the violence, but just kind of the two brothers, just their demeanor and like their personality, yeah. just kind of playing games. It was all games to them. So yeah. I think, yeah, it's more of a, the, the psychology of it, I guess. Yeah. How dispassionate that they were about the whole horror ordeal. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I, I feel like as far as content, I'm kind of like, I have trouble getting beyond that point to see like deeper meaning with it when I'm like in, I think it's, a, and I spit on your rave where it's like a 20 minute rape scene. I'm like, wh- why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. 
I haven't seen that or one, like but the kids. Marquis de Sade one you mentioned, I mean, that sounds like it's kind of historical almost. Yeah, it has some historical basis, but I'm kind of like, it's based on a book. Do you need to make it into like a three hour movie that's just like, you know, people like shitting on humans and like yeah. raping them and like all the like peeing on them and all this weird stuff. It's like, punishing. What? Yeah. yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> Just a thought I had. Uh, I went the other way. <laughs> I said uh, Austin Powers because they <laughs> I, do a bunch of that in there. Yep. Uh, they, I think in the third, I just said Austin Powers in general. I think in the third one, they do like a Britney. It is also just referential. They do like a Britney Spears bit, and then he just looks at the camera and goes, "Oops, I did it again." I don't know that's a terrible <laughs> impression, but yep. you know, yeah. Or uh, I mean, that's another Mike Myers thing. It, it, I don't know. It seems like a constant with like his movies, where it's just like, "Oh, I'm gonna look at the camera and just mug to the camera for five minutes." Yep. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Especially yeah, those later matter. Michael Myers movies uh, are always like him hamming in front of the camera and everybody else is like secondary to his, his stuff. Yeah. Or, uh, I, I think Dana Carvey tends to do the same thing also from Wayne's world where it's just kind of like, you know, it, it I, I don't know. It goes beyond like what the scope of the movie was where it's like, here's my joke. I'm having personally with the camera. Like it's, it, I don't know. It's a weird thing. I think they're both funny guys. Uh, I think that they've kind of outlived their kind of whole deal, yeah. personally. But I don't know. They, I see Dana Carvey still doing stuff every once in a while. I think he's doing stand up a lot now. I think, like, some yeah, touring. Um, and there's gonna be a new Austin Powers soon too. Oh, is, is there really? Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know how that's I bittersweet. Feel about that? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, doesn't the third Austin Powers start with them, like, making the Austin Powers movie? Yes, that's right. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, like, it had Michael Caine, yep. Beyonce. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, it's... yeah, they're casting, it, like, turns into a movie in the beginning, and it's like Danny DeVito is Mini-Me, and... Oh, yeah, that's right. And Tom Cruise is Austin Powers, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And... It is weird because they made uh, Austin and Dr. Evil brothers in that movie, right. which accidentally predicted Spectre for James Bond, oh, okay. where that you find out that James and Blofeld are brothers. Isn't That's that weird? weird? Yeah. James Bond, yeah. Which one is the parody now? <laughs> it... Right? They accidentally did that. Very strange thing. Was Spectre based on a book? I know some of the James Bonds were based on books by Ian... Fleming? Fleming, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. There were, there were a handful that, I mean, obviously, that weren't based on his novels. Yeah. I think Casino uh, Royale was based on a book, but uh, I don't know about the others. Yeah. Yeah, Quantum of Solace, I don't <laughs> yeah. think. That was, like, a result of the writer's strike. <laughs> yeah, they were like, really? no, let's just throw whatever crap sticks <laughs> to the wall. Just have yeah. drive and shoot some people. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, that's all people want to see when they watch a Bond movie, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what I wanted when I was a kid. And that's <laughs> yeah. what I got. Sure. But, yeah, I don't uh, know. Tom Cruise has, Ethan Hunt has cooler gadgets, I think. Maybe. Yep. 
Yeah, I from what I understand, the biggest mistake that they made was killing off like his entire team in the very first movie. So all of his other movies are yeah. where he's like a yeah. disavowed agent. Ving Rhames is the only guy that comes back every time. Hmm. I haven't. I've only seen the first two. I know they're what are they up to seven? <laughs> Something uh, like that. I tried to watch yeah. the new one and I slept through it. Yeah, I watched the fifth one while I was working at the drive, and I was just like, yep, there's Tom Cruise driving a car. Yep, there's Tom Cruise running on a roof. Yep, there's Tom Cruise jumping off a building. Like, they don't I've seen even, this. They don't even invent any new technology for it. There's still, like, the removing the face. There's still the removing of the voice Yeah, strip. yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Like, I remember the I've first movie just... being so confusing to watch, because you don't really know what's going on, and there's all this weird, wacky stuff happening. I remember that being a good twist once you finally, like, yep. discover it all. Like, it's very satisfying. That and, like, I don't know, like, Sixth Sense level kind of, like, what? It's all connected? It's kind of cool. I don't know. Dylan, do you have a TV show? The same way? Oh, yeah. Are we done? Did everyone get their movies out? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, well, they talk about being meta in this show all the time. It is community uh, the show about a community college. But have you ever watched Community, Jeff? I know you've watched most of it, or a lot of it. Right? I've no, seen all of yeah, it. I've uh, seen all last of it. season was very strange. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The one that was on Yahoo or whatever. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah it wasn't great. And the, that was the sixth season, but they still haven't made the movie. Um, so that was always the. Yeah, the meta mantra was like, they always said six seasons and a movie. And. I mean, they got that last season, and come on. It it became hard when Dan Harmon kind of like lost some, you know, you know, leeway when he he had like a sexual me too kind of thing going on. That's That's true. Point. Yeah, yeah, and I guess Chevy Chase's was terrible to work with on set. Um, Yeah, I mean, he's probably lost his mind by now. I think. Ah, yeah, yeah. He's not even in the public eye anymore. No. Uh, yeah, then, yeah, everyone else, like, has gone on to, like, do a lot of bigger things anyway. Yeah. Sure. But, yeah, Yeah. um, like, the specific meta thing I can remember, I just remember Abed always doing, saying meta, but, uh, like, there was the bottle episode one where they're all in the study room, and I think it's Annie's pen is missing, and she keeps them all stuck in the, the room, and Abed keeps saying, it's a bottle episode, and it's this clip show, and, like, uh, the term bottle episode is like when you know, usually the budget on a TV show is running out, so they have to do something in a really closed set. And it's usually all in one room, but like all their flashbacks are to scenes you haven't seen that are on like expensive sets and like on lakes and just like all these crazy places. So, yeah, I like Abed's like nod to TV tropes. He was always yeah. like super into media too. The G.I. Joe one was pretty good. Yeah. yeah that's, good. Speaking of memes, there was a well-known meme of, like, Donald Glover coming back to the house and everything's on fire. Like, that was a meme for or a gif. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, the darkest timeline. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, there was a... Then Paintball eventually got meta, where they had, like, fantasy Paintball episodes. And I think even Jeff, like, says in one... 
like one of his lines in one of the last paintball episodes is he's just like, we found a way to make paintball cool again. I just thought it was like a writer like trying to figure out a way to get paintball like into another episode. <laughs> and all the stuff with uh, the Shang, oh, yeah. that character. Yeah. Like him Senor like, becoming a <laughs> yep. Senor Chang. Yeah, that was a good uh, role for Ken Jeong. That definitely got yeah. him some some accolades i don't know yeah i mean yeah that was great in that movie a show yeah hangover yeah he was in the hangover movies too yeah 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 that was when he started taking off yeah (laughs) yeah that was the only one i really had for tv i don't know do you guys think of any more meta episodes of community that i'm missing I feel like, well, there was the one episode where Abed has dinner with Jeff for his birthday. He does the My Dinner with Andre dinner with Jeff. Oh, yeah. It's My Dinner with Jeff. But then they have the Pulp Fiction party. Yeah. And they actually make the episode kind of a conversation like My Dinner with Andre. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I do remember. Yeah. I never I made that connection before, but yeah, it's all yeah, coming either. together now. Yeah. <laughs> this show, I mean, they reference themselves a lot. They talk, Abed especially talks about how they're on a TV show, like, especially the first season, constantly. Yeah. And they're always yelling at him like, Abed, this isn't TV, this is real life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> There's the joke um, where Britta's talking about something on the news and Abed says, spoiler alert. And she's like, she's like, it's the news. You can't have a spoiler for the news. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wish I was friends with Dark Herbs in real life. <laughs> yeah. Damn putty. Like yeah. <laughs> yep. I'd rather be friends with Judge Gambino in real life. It seems like it'd be cool. Oh, yeah. And he's Lando Calrissian now. That's That'd right. Cool. Super smooth. And he was on Sesame Street. I always have respect for people who go on Sesame Street. Definitely. I remember really liking the episode. It's Joe McHale. Is that Jeff? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. He has. He's in like a weird love triangle, where it kind of shows a scenario. If he dates, I think Britta or one of the other girls, and he ends up taking like a third option towards the end. I remember really liking that because it's kind of like this weird choose your own adventure type episode. But I feel like that series had a real, like, weird Arrested Development decline where it was, like, mm. good, then really bad. <laughs> they kept yeah, getting swapped uh, up. Yeah, like yeah. Development. The network didn't have a lot of faith in it. But I remember, I think I hated it at the beginning. And then I think it was the Floor is Lava episode that, like, really got me. I was like, okay, this show can get really, like, wacky and funny. So. Yeah. And the ground, grounded episodes are good too. Yeah, Arrested Development is also like one of those meta shows too. Yep. Can't think of any specific examples, but I know they're always like referencing things that are going on like outside the show, like in real life. Yeah. Yeah, they had a lot of like callback jokes in Arrested Development where they kept rolling back, throwing back to old, old episodes, yeah. old jokes, or like they'd reference characters in like the loose seal. Bites Buster's hand yeah. off, <laughs> and yeah, Lucille Oscar. is his mom's name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oscar. Uh. 
Um, yeah, I'm I, a I, I love I love running gags and anything. Running gags is so good. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they kept them um, going until season four or five, but I don't think I ever watched those. I did, but they weren't very. Uh, they weren't great. I haven't seen the most recent yeah. season. I think I saw like the ones after they got canceled and came back. But yeah, yeah, I was hyped the first for that. time. Yeah, season four was like a big deal. Everybody was like, they're going to get a new season. And then it was bad. Yeah. And so nobody wanted to yeah. watch season five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Season five. Well, season four, they did like like a character and episode because they couldn't get everyone's like all the cast scheduled together. So it was all yeah. choppy like that. And then season five, uh, Portia de Rossi is weirdly green screened into like scenes. She's oh. not even there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's so un- that's so creepy whenever you see it you're like there's no way <laughs> yeah there's so many times where she it's just her in a shot talking and you can tell like she's not even in the room right now <laughs> she's just <laughs> filming off location <laughs> yeah uh, okay. Caleb yeah, yeah um, give it over to you. so uh, Boston Legal was my TV show we used to we used to watch that all the time and they always broke the fourth wall with stuff they'd always reference there was at one point in the in the show where one of the characters actually sings along to the theme song while the theme song's happening during a like an interview for a job (laughs) and they always call call forward to like the the little fourth wall breaks or they talk about how they're on a tv show is that william shatner yeah william shatner that's about william shatner and james spader are these high high class boston lawyers and they're they sort of philanderers and sort of get into hijinks and get themselves in trouble and stuff and murphy brown is in it (laughs) yes five-ish finkel go fishing five-ish finkel isn't that one of the actors? No, I don't know. I've never even so. heard that name before. <laughs> Five-ish Finkel. I believe so. I think that's his name. I'll look it up. Yeah, William Shatner's always getting into hijinks. He is. Um, yeah, I remember there was an episode where, like, there's... Uh, someone's holding someone up, and he's just like, Oh, if this was a TV show, there'd be an ominous four-chord co- tone right now. And then... There's a four Yeah, that was a wild show. Yeah, did it end on a meta note? I can't remember how it ended. I don't know if I ever saw. I don't think oh, so. Did... I, I think they did because they talked a lot about um, how the show was getting canceled. But instead oh. of the show getting canceled, the company itself didn't have any money, so they couldn't keep the company together. Uh, so it did kind of end on a meta note, yeah. Yeah, Philip Fibish Finkel. Oh wow, actor <laughs> from Boston Public. Uh, oh, Boston Public. Okay. Is that what you said? Boston, Boston Public. Legal. Boston Legal. Yeah. Oh, different show. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> okay, that's why I didn't check the name. Boston Public too. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe they did some crossovers. They were on at the same time. <laughs> Yeah, Boston, it's like Boston. those. It's all those Chicago shows, like Chicago Fire, Chicago PD. It's <laughs> yes. like the Boston like financial <laughs> district. Boston, Boston television. That's on <laughs> Thursday nights. Wednesday nights is Chicago TV. 
Chicago. That's right, yeah. Yeah, soon NBC will just be like a major metropolitan city every night <laughs> on a primetime run. <laughs> CSI New York. Both by David A. Kelly. Oh, he did Boston Public as well? You did. So it makes sense. He he likes to call back to his old shows, too. He did, um, Ali McBeal was also one of his shows that was very meta. I think they referenced a lot of wacky stuff. The Dancing Baby mm-hmm. they created. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I yeah, I can only remember the dancing baby from that. Yeah, and, uh, he also made um, Lake Placid, I believe. Did he really? <laughs> I believe so. Yeah, that was a good movie. <laughs> was That's it a true. good movie? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm starting well, to I don't know. second guess my <laughs> yeah. memory. Yeah, it's like. Lake Placid's not in Boston. I don't know if he's no, that far. It, it's supposed to be in Maine. Oh. What? Oh. Isn't that's it, weird. Isn't the real Lake Placid in, like, Illinois? I thought yeah, Lake I believe Placid it's was in, a real um, place. <laughs> I think it's in, it's, it is a real place, but they set it in Maine, I believe. Oh. I'm more terrified. Maine, they... he just likes to stick new, to New England. That would make sense. Yeah. Go with what you know. Then you don't have to go leave your house. Yeah. To get work done. Yeah, do research, please. <laughs> Who wants to travel <laughs> you for see, your work? Yeah, you see how much research we do on this show. <laughs> like, yep, Lake Placid. <laughs> yeah. You did it. David E. Kelly. <laughs> David E. Kelly. Nice. Formerly married to uh, Catwoman there. Halle Berry? No, the other one, the, the first kid. one. No, second one. <laughs> the one from the... Uh, 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 Michelle Pfeiffer. Batman, Michelle Pfeiffer, oh, yeah. Oh. They're, they're married before. Cool. Uh, what's the other one? Anne Hathaway. That's right. Yeah. Soon to be Zoe Kravitz, I guess. That's oh, the one. Right, yeah. That's, right. That's what I heard. I forgot she did... She was acting. She's in a new High Fidelity TV show. It, Which is weird because her mom was in the movie with John Cusack. Yeah, is John Cusack's child in the in the Fidelity <laughs> TV show? He should be. Yeah, yeah. that'd or, be cool. Yeah, Jack Black has children now too. Yeah, they could just do the children's version of the characters. <laughs> it's like Muppet the Babies. <laughs> yeah. Tenacious D. What was the name of his band in that movie? Um. In, in High Fidelity. he They Fidelity. had a couple different names, okay. I feel like. They were like They're, Johnny Five and the Moondogs, <laughs> yeah. and they changed it like three different times. Yeah, there's some crazy names. Yeah. And then it ended up being not like this, you think it's going to be like this death metal band, but he's singing. He's actually singing. Let's get it on, yeah. I believe, <laughs> is one of the songs. <laughs> Um, yeah, what'd you write uh, on TV, JF? I wrote down two. I wrote down Family Guy. I feel like that one's uh, yep. just pretty obvious. You know, they're constantly referencing the camera, doing yeah. callbacks, yeah, kind of referencing the fact that some people understand Stewie and some people don't. <laughs> uh, running gags like Peter fighting with a chicken, say people chicken hating fight. Meg. Yep. Um, I also wrote down an anime called Welcome to the NHK. Uh, it, NHK stands for Nippon Hikomori Kyokai, which uh, 
the main character has like I think it's paranoid schizophrenia, and he suffers and he believes that the evil organization is uh, making people become hikomori, which is this thing in Japan um, that are essentially they're shut-ins, and he believes and it's a show about a shut-in who believes. I wrote it down because it, it. Let's see. The main character is, uh, his name is Sato, which I guess in Japan is similar to Smith, so it's very common. And it represents an epidemic of hikomori, young people who withdraw from the world and replace it with social, with media consumption. And it's this kind of like, this guy is doing this thing that he's kind of rebelling against, and he's also trying to, like, just live by the bare bones of society, like living off of his parents and coming up with like little schemes of getting money after it gets cut off. Uh, it's a really weird, interesting series. I think it's also a really good depiction of mental illness in society. Uh, it, it's just very strange. I don't know. Yeah, wait, what was that thing? He, he replaces like actual interaction with so media consumption? Yeah, it's a it's a company that he thinks is forcing Japanese people to do this, but it's something that he's kind of doing himself just because he's, you know, lazy or whatever. It's like Facebook. Yeah, pretty much. It, it is a commentary on common society, on, oh, you know, cool. or normalized society. Yeah. Also, I think I could relate to that. <laughs> uh, you might like it. it. It's one of my favorite anime. I'm always hesitant saying that because I know that you're. I don't want you to like that to steer you in any way. What but, that? It's, yeah. Oh yeah, steer that, that I like. Yeah. Oh no, I, like I beat FLCL into the ground. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Did I say I liked it before that though? No, you did not. You were surprised. Yeah. <laughs> I was so oh, man. I'm still bummed about that. <laughs> Sorry. Coolie, coolie. I love that show. Have you ever seen it? Yeah, absolutely. It's so good. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> man, what am I missing? What am I missing? It's so good. I've only seen it once, and it was a long time ago, but I remember absolutely loving the hell out of it. It was so good. <laughs> I, I think your age definitely affects it, because I think yep. it is meant to be like, you know, this kind of like culmination of the teenage brain just being everywhere at once and completely affected by hormones yep. and social pressures and you know pressures to get into schools and all this other stuff and it's supposed to be crazy and kind of in the way it represents that with like boners and robots and like <laughs> being turned into shit by a robot that eats you yes. and, like that's you know. I, that's what lost me that's weird. yeah i know. draw the line <laughs> yeah I draw the line at robot shit. That's where it ends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. The animation was too good. It was too good. It was really for that. good. Yeah. And my, I, I don't know. I like Rickenbacker guitars and basses, and they play Rickenbackers yeah. almost exclusively in that show. Really, that resonated with me somehow. Oh, the, yeah. The score is great. Yeah. Dylan, yeah. you agreed on that. I do it's, love the it's music. It's all yeah. lo fi stuff. The pillows. Yes. I have their albums over there. Uh, let's go to some music. Dylan, what do you have? Oh, oh, well, this was actually just mentioned. Uh, Tenacious D was mentioned oh, nice. a few minutes ago. Uh, I have, can you guess what song by Tenacious D I have written down? Uh, song. Greatest Song in the World? 
yeah, this is just a tribute. Tribute, yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. Which, great music video. It's got Dave Grohl as the devil, so that's awesome. But, uh, it's, yeah, it's a song about a song, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, do you know what about... the song is? It's the greatest song in the world. <laughs> There's an actual song that they that's that they actually use it in the song, too. Oh, really? Yeah. It's supposed to be Stairway to Heaven is the greatest song in the world. Uh, and during the oh. during the the chorus when they say this is not the greatest song in the world there's actually the chord progression in the background is the same chord progression in Stairway to Heaven the dan 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 oh, yeah let's go <laughs> we have a musician on the show <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's awesome that's even more referential than I thought yep but yeah so it's a it's a song about Stairway to Heaven and playing Stairway to Heaven too banish the devil away he's the devil yeah do you like the uh movie i've never seen the movie what what are you doing i think i own it i think it's right over on the shelf over there i've never seen it yeah probably in the movie uh paul f tompkins plays the devil in the in the movie oh that's right back i mean i love paul f tompkins i like i do love aka seth seth rogan's little brother yeah (laughs) yeah uh, yeah um is that uh, your favorite jc song oh uh, i like is it wonder boy is that the name of the song yep yeah that's one of those yeah songs. i love wonder boy <laughs> i mean that's <laughs> i just love the chorus the wonder boy it's just so ridiculous <laughs> um i like uh the metal is also fun too which is that's also kind of meta where there's it's yeah. it's meta metal it's just singing about how metal took every other music genre down in the eighties, I think. I Did you watch the show ever? There's a Tenacious D show. Yep. Yeah. What? What have I missed? You didn't know that? this? I was just <laughs> a fan of the music. Yeah. <laughs> You're missing yeah. out on so much material. <laughs> there was a show, and then they did a bunch of like live bits and stuff. Like there's one about like oh, Kyle getting assassinated or something like that. Maybe That's I've right. seen like segments of it, but no, I never knew it was like an actual show. Remember they they had a song about one of their fans, and it was like held like. I want to say Stan because that's the Eminem song, <laughs> but, but it's it like they have a song about one of their fans, and like I think it's Neil. I think it's called Neil, and it's like them becoming obsessed with their fan, and then they like they start stalking the fan that's been stalking them. It's very strange. That's so good. Yeah, I think I do remember that. Like and they start in the show, they like start like they capture him and they start like stabbing him with like the chorus, and they're like, "Neil, Neil, Neil." It's very weird. That's great. That's funny about the 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 song "Stand" by Eminem that you referenced that because that's turned into like a cultural lexicon now. Yeah, to yeah. stand yeah. something is you adore it so much that you're willing to basically die over it. Yeah, or he just dear slim. Yep. <laughs> Was it Dido? Is the song? Yeah, perfect. White flag. No, that's the other one. Uh, yeah, white flag is right. Uh, is that it? Yeah. Okay. I I don't know if that was the name of it, but she talks about white flags in that song. I actually liked that okay. that album that she did was really good. Yeah. Yeah. I I remember hearing the song separate from Stan. I was like, oh, this is actually. A, I enjoyed this. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was just called 
Yeah, I guess it is white white flag. Is it? Because she had another song that like only one other like popular song, and it had uh, David Boreanaz in the music video. I haven't seen that. <laughs> no. What was it called? I've seen Danny Boreanaz. I think in four things. <laughs> He's Buffy awesome. Angel. Yeah, that's half of them. Bones. 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 That one episode of Family that. Guy. Was he in an episode of Family Guy? Yeah, the Aurora Boreanaz. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was a Christmas special. Yeah, it's also oh, yeah. yeah, it's growing. <laughs> Mad TV. He was on an yeah, episode on, of Mad yeah, TV. Yeah, he was really funny on that episode. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if he was on BoJack or they just pretended BoJack's house was David Boreanaz. I don't know if he ever turned up. Yeah, I don't know. Uh. Yeah, Caleb. Oh, interested to hear yeah. this one. Um, music. I I don't. I I struggled with this one because music is such an easy one to self-reference. There's how many artists True. have written songs about being in a rock and roll band, like Creedence Clearwater yeah. Revival, The Moody Blues. You know, everybody um, talks about it. Especially Bob Dylan has songs about touring on on the road and stuff. Um, but uh, Coheed and Cambria was what I ended up choosing because he's. Hmm. The main singer, Claudio Sanchez, wrote all of the song lyrics about this like story, this sci-fi story. This And all the albums are this sci-fi story, and they're about this one thing that he came up with this. And he writes graphic novels, and he ended up putting himself into his own story as well. So Claudio is a character in his story. Yeah. yeah. But I found out about them. It was like their second album in Keeping Secrets of a Silent Earth. And I bought that just on a whim because the cover was really cool. And I ended up really connecting with it, which is kind of kind of random, but it, it makes me miss how we used to discover music back in the day. These days, oh, you yeah, just go on Spotify and you click on whatever and you listen to a song. You just hit random and you just play whatever Spotify wants you to hear. And you can't really discover like these these crazy things just by picking a cover of something and finding out what it's going to sound like. Is that the uh, one with Welcome Home? Uh, that was their third one, I think. Okay. Yeah. Gear Apollo, I'm Burning Star 4. Yep. <laughs> whatever it's called. Yeah, 4, which is supposed to be the fourth chapter in his little graphic novel series or whatever. Uh-huh. Oh, man. That's cool. I saw them live at the uh, State Theater. That's good. That's awesome. Oh, I bet they're so good. Oh, they were, so, they were great. Yeah. yeah. I saw them at uh, Port City, which I don't like that venue, but it, it was a good show. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I love supplemental content. I didn't know that there was a graphic novel. Damn. Yep. Yeah, you can go. Probably Newbury Comics has it. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I think I've seen that around here and there. Yep. Sounds familiar. Uh, yeah, a lot of that music, I just in that kind of genre, that kind of uh, hard rock, kind of in that era of like emo and screamo. I loved. Yeah. All that stuff. I was just saying to. I don't know if you guys know Capstan earlier. No. No? Or like Silverstein or all that stuff. No. No. Or no. Silverstein. No. <laughs> I, I might have seen Silverstein. I get them confused with Silverchair. I think it was Silverstein. <laughs> oh. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, I was a big Silver. I've seen them a ton of times at like Vans at Warped Core and some at Heavy Fest and all that stuff. They're good. I like them. 
I saw um, a silverback gorilla the, a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Is that Dis- Disney World? <laughs> yes, yeah, precisely. Okay, well, that makes <laughs> cool. sense. Just out, it is in Maine somewhere. Yeah, just yeah. wandering <laughs> around in the woods. <laughs> yeah, it's gotten, yeah, I mean, climate change has gotten crazy up here since you guys left. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even the polar bears are moving in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I also picked a comedy singer, the other one, Mr. Weird Al. Weird Al. <laughs> Weird Al. Uh, I, I picked a specific song, but obviously there's a ton of stuff. I said, this song is just six words long. Yep. It's based on a song called I've Got My Eyes Set On You, but he just says that line over and over again because of a reference to the song is how how pretty much just a repetitive chorus. Yeah. Uh, I also picked, you've both seen um, Robin Hood Bed and Tights, right? Yep. Yeah, a long time ago, yeah. Um, at the very end of the movie, during the credits, they sing a song called Marion, and the whole song is just the story of the movie. It's an original song. I thought it was, like, some, like, classic song that, like, some, like, weird thing, like, somebody had written about, um, like, Robin Hood and, like, the legend of Robin Hood. But it's, like, literally, like, it has to do with, like, Robin getting a key to open a, a chastity belt and sung by, like... <laughs> It sounds like Peebo Bryson or something <laughs> like that. It's, it's very strange. And it's like a duet between the two of them. Yeah, yeah. a lot of good stuff in that movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't a good remember movie. that, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, it, it was... I don't know why. I would just start, I was watching the movie and I just happened to have the song and I'm like, what the hell is this song? <laughs> like, it's so strange. Like They're just singing about what just happened during the movie. That movie's but, great. There's a lot of good... Yeah, a lot of good music. And yeah, stuff. I love the the hip hop yeah. breakdowns that they had throughout the movie. Oh yeah, wasn't Dave Chappelle? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Isaac Hayes. Isaac Hayes, a sneeze. A sneeze. <laughs> yeah, Carrie L. Elves. He was in a lot of stuff. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Elves. 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 He's in Princess Bride also. Yep. Yeah, it's kind of like Wesley. Like he went from Princess Bride to Robin Hood Men in Tights, and he didn't have to do anything. It's like the to, same character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, what is it? The mu- the moon is bright, and you're so beautiful. I remember that being a big one. And part of it is like he's in a silhouette, and it's the thing that also happens in Austin Powers as a callback, where it's like shown in the silhouette how he has like a giant erection, and it's like <laughs> the scabbard of his sword. <laughs> yep. That's right. They do that the silhouette jokes where they're they're like in a tent or something. They do it twice. Something. Yeah, they do it in two different movies with like him, like one is like him like sending off a stink bomb and it like yeah. coming out of his ass. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, they're like pulling tennis rackets out of it too. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I noticed, Dylan, you were uh, counting on your fingers. How many how many <laughs> words there are in this song is just six words long. It's actually seven the words. Song. <laughs> no, it wasn't six. Right? This it song was... is uh-huh. this song is six words long. That's six, right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got it. It is seven. Yeah, it is yeah. seven. That's weird. 
Oh no. Maybe that's I part of the count. joke. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't he's not dumb, Al. He's weird. <laughs> weird Al. Al. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dylan, do you have a book? Good segue. <laughs> Oh, actually, I just want to touch on Weird Al. He's also, like, anytime he guests in something, he's very, like, you know it's He's the nicest Al. man. Yeah, he's yep. a very nice man. But, like, he seems he's like also the nicest like, man. It's always an outside, like, he was in an episode of My Little Pony, and it was very obvious that this is Weird Al, like, playing Weird Al. And yeah. he plays the, he plays Dark Side in the Teen Titans, like, Go show. It's, like, hmm. the biggest bad, but he has the Weird Al voice, so... He's uh in a uh, Bojack also. It's uh, Mr. Peanut Butter's brother. His like suicidal oh, right, brother. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like so weird sad. suicidal That's brother. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess that one's not so <laughs> yeah, meta weird now. Yeah. But yeah, for my book, um, I don't know, I went with the obvious one, you know how I, I'm great with books, uh, but I went with Deadpool, just the fourth wall breaking comic book yeah, sure. anti hero. Uh this is pretty it's just that's all. <laughs> that's all. Yeah, that, that's um, yeah. that's fine. He breaks yeah. the fourth wall. He, you know, he that's is, his, yeah. that's his whole thing. It's kind of a sometimes a it's superpower. Sat, it's not satire, but like uh, just spoofing on other superheroes. Like my common sure. sense is tingling, and kind of yeah, <laughs> like he has a similar costume to like um, Spider Man, obviously, and there's like kind of like pictures of him doing that kind of iconic web swing, like. Like holding Spider Man like a baby, and <laughs> yeah, and he's also like, uh, just essentially, it, Deathstroke came first, right? I think Deathstroke, the DC, yeah, he was know, a ripoff, right? Yeah, and Deadpool. So Deathstroke is Slade Wilson. Deadpool is Wade Wilson. Wade Wilson. And yeah, they both are super soldiers who use swords and guns. So yeah, he just is a character that's just a carbon copied from something else. <laughs> It's just the goofy version of it. But I don't know. I mean, he's pretty popular like now. Movies? Yeah, I thought they were funny. Oh, they're, yeah, and I like Did they're you... also just like like slamming on superhero movies the whole time too, making fun of them. He keeps saying, "Oh, this is gonna happen. Oh, she's gonna do a superhero landing." And yeah. the first one's interesting how it's broken up though. It's not like a linear timeline, so like crazy and a lot of it just takes like the whole movie is actually taking place on like the one bridge but you just kind of like flashback and cut back and forth wasn't he first in wolverine origins yes uh, <laughs> and they reference that a bunch too <laughs> yeah how terrible and bad it was <laughs> and he references uh green lantern at one point also how terrible! Oh, oh actually, a few oh, yeah, points. It's the same yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah Ryan Reynolds. Was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yikes, uh, man! Green Lantern is so such a good comic. Like, how did they fuck that movie up so bad? I don't. I don't know. It's a and DC, isn't it. it? Yeah. It's not Marvel. Yeah. That could be why. Right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. DC movies can be pretty I mean, hit or miss. They've had good Batman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's true. <laughs> that was one of the earlier ones, like earlier, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Caleb, do you have uh, some books? Yep. Um, I, I I chose House of Leaves. I don't know if you ever heard of the book. It's sort of people say it's like a horror book. I don't really necessarily agree that it's horror, but it does have some like it's kind of creepy a little bit. But it's the mm-hmm. the book. 
is about this essay by this by like a film guy like a professor who writes this essay about this movie that he found it's like a found footage movie about these people who buy a house but there's like this secret room in the house but the room they go into it and it just keeps going down and like they try to like excavate this this room that keeps going there's these hallways and there's this monster that they can hear in this in this dark thing in this house and it just it never ends there's like a spiral staircase that goes on for a really long time and the guy the the husband gets obsessed with it and he wants to go figure out what's at the bottom of this sort of seemingly endless void of of whatever what's inside of his house and the whole time like his whole marriage is falling apart and stuff so it's kind of like this these they're turning the house into like this endless void that's inside of this couple's relationship but then yeah. the whole the book is the is this essay but then in the footnotes is written from this guy johnny truant who's talking about his own life and how he found the essay and how he watched the the movies these found footage clips and then he has his whole story about how he's homeless and like he's going crazy and you don't know whether he wrote the whole book or whether like all this stuff is true or the found footage film is true and then you're constantly flipping to like these appendixes in the back where there's poems and there's references to things and it's like it's like multi-layered there's like five or six different layers of story that are all happening at once in this book that are like happening through time as and then at one point there's this, there's pages where you'll be flipping and like text will be written backwards or it'll be diagonal on the page and the text actually is supposed to like look like the experience of this guy traveling through the house in the, these deep void layers inside of this house. That's really cool. That's really interesting. Yeah. It's a trip to yeah, read. I, I'd be probably interested in reading that. Sounds interesting. Yeah, you should check yeah. it out. Mark Z. Danielewski wrote it. I'll remember that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll send it to you. I think I'm with, yeah. I'm following you on Twitter, so I'll send it to you on there. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think that i whenever i look at whenever i make these lists i'm just like i just google like meta books <laughs> yep. and that, i think that was on a few lists yeah it's really cool it's a, it's quite a trip to read it's big though yeah all right yeah mm -hmm. i wonder if, do you think that they have an audiobook of that <laughs> might be kind of interesting <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of pages where it's like whole lists so that wouldn't be very much fun to read <laughs> You never know. Yeah. Oh man, that'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how they'd manage like looking back at the appendices or whatever. Right. Yeah. In, like an audiobook. Around. Yep. To go to like a different chapter. I don't even turn think they have page, it on Kindle. 20... Yeah, turn to page twenty three. Here is where we <laughs> read the appendix. Like, go to track twenty eight. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, they yeah. probably. I mean, they break up audiobooks into chapters. They could put in some appendices. Yeah. Sure. That would be an interesting audiobook idea is to do one where you have to jump around in the audiobook. Yeah. Man, might be on to something. Yeah. Hmm. That's, isn't, that's like a type of game, though, anyway. Like, a, is it a literature game? I don't know. Um, what's the game? Like a visual just, novel? Yes. Like, uh, I got one of those coming up. <laughs> Choose your own adventures. Yeah, yeah visual novel or yeah. 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 
Yeah, that sounds cool. I, that gets me into reading, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. It's fun to read. Um, sometimes it's a little hard because the the parts with the essays are really dense and it's written like a like mm-hmm. an academic essay. Hmm. But once it gets to the meat yeah. of the story, it's really interesting. And then once you read the ending, it was it's a very satisfying ending. Oh, good. Which is yeah. it's always good. yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You don't want to read something. It's like kind of yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you're dealing with like ambiguity, you want. We talked about ambiguity yeah, in a different tied up in the end. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Friggin' Wilfred ruined me for ambiguity in TV shows. Oh, have you ever seen that Wilfred? I've seen the first two seasons. I never finished oh, it though. Man. The ending is so not satisfying. Oh, that's too bad. Do they <laughs> do they try to answer whether the dog is a human, whether he's seeing it real or not? They answer it. Kind of. Okay. But they leave like a ton of stuff unanswered. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like there's something about him like going into the closet to get high with the dog and like it has like Elijah Wood just like open the closet and like has him look, but you never see what's inside of it. Oh. Yeah, it's kinda like, come on, <laughs> Stella. <laughs> Smell out up for me, I'm dumb. <laughs> uh yeah. I wrote down, uh, I kind of changed my style a little bit on this one. I kind of did it like books about book making or like kind of literature about the making of literature. I picked a Genshiken, which is a manga about uh, a group of students making a manga. Uh, it's also an anime. Uh, I also wrote American Splendor, yep. which is also a movie starring uh, Paul Giamatti, which is about a comic book writer. And kind of like doing this kind of autobiographical thing in his own life. And it just being, you know, him kind of falsifying it in the book, but it kind of also being kind of like a crappy reflection of his own misery and depression. (laughs) Yeah, I remember that movie. I watched it. I didn't read the, the book at all, but then the movie contains like elements from the book, too, doesn't it? Like some of the drawings. Yeah, I think parts of it are animated, if I remember correctly. Yeah. It, I, I can't remember if I actually saw the whole thing. Yeah, it was a good movie. Paul Giamatti's just great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know much on this one either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair. Uh, Dylan, do you have a yeah. video game? Well, I have a visual novel, so oh. it's kind of like a book. And it's a literature club. I've mentioned it before. It's Doki Doki Literature Club. I wrote um, it down too, yeah. No, you did? Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, visual novel, kind of dating sim game. Um, you don't happen to have their Steam description written down, do you? No, I just wrote down Doki Doki Literature yeah. Club. Well, but I, I'm fully aware of it and how it has permeated the culture of like a subverted, uh, you know, kind of dating sim esque like uh kind of a classic uh, visual novel that's based on you know usually you kind of go around and spend time with the girl you want to and so if you go to the library you meet the nerdy girl and usually but this is kind of one that's more of a, a story where you kind of get put into a club with all these pretty girls and you kind of like one but one girl is kind of off and she kind of makes it off for for you and the rest of the girls because she yeah. isn't one of the dateable 
characters. No, and even in the beginning, like the Steam description is, Welcome to Doki Doki Literature Club. This is my game. I can't remember the girl's name. It's like Monica. Monica, yes, I knew that was an M. Only Monica. Yeah, only Monica. And it ends up like, you know, Monica ends up kind of being the villain of the game. And the game, like it starts out just like a virtual novel. But then, you know, you start doing things to the file outside of the game. And it's like, it sends you JPEGs outside of like the game screen and stuff. So you're actually like editing the text within the game file. Yeah, you have to go into like the code of the game and like yeah. change it. That's so cool. And she starts deleting characters like, like, like pictures and dialogue and whatnot. So it's all like scribbled out in the game. And she's just like, see, isn't that better? And she's like, holy shit, this girl. <laughs> That sounds really cool. It's dark as fuck. Too. It is it's it's very dark. dark. There's a lot of trigger warnings that go along with it. But um, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Just yeah, there's like binary code that like pops up and plays the people's like when you went in Pokemon when you did the cheat and you found the missing number when we yep. all thought that was like some like glitch and it's like oh that's like code missing from the game. That's like how characters show up in it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, I think there, I don't know, there's different ways to play the game. I think there's only the one ending, but, because it's only Monica, but. Uh, I, I've read into it, and I guess there's an ending where, there's a happy ending, but you have to play through it, like, nine times to get, like, basically, you have to set it so there's a happy ending by including everyone, I think. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and there's like a nice letter. Like the game's so dark, but at the end, it's like the creator just writes this nice letter. And he's like, "This is my dedication to virtual novels. This is my favorite game growing up. So I just wanted to make one that was very compelling." It's just like this nice thing about how this guy really wanted to make this game because it's free. He just gave it away on Steam. Yeah, I'm gonna check that out. It's only yeah, I've watched playthroughs of it. I mean, it's only it's a quick game to play through. I think. At least one time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was mine. Do you, do you have any games, Caleb? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. I had. Well, I did one game, and then there was one that it was a scene that really stuck out to me that I really wanted to talk about, and that's Metal Gear Solid, the f- fight against Psycho Mantis. Sure. Where oh, yeah, in order yeah. to beat him, you have to use you have to plug the controller into second player. And use the second oh. player controls to beat him, and he can't read your mind then because normally he can read your mind. Yeah, he's like listing off stuff on your uh, memory card. Yep. Is when he's reading your mind. He's like, <laughs> You've been playing a lot of Gran Turismo lately, or whatever. And you're like, What? That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so that was. Oh, man, that, I... Yeah. <laughs> that was a great I game. I can't imagine, like. Watch being a child and not understanding what it's doing that's <laughs> yes. like the game knows me <laughs> how are you doing yeah. this psychomantis is real <laughs> um, that is like really interesting code though that it can read like into your own system like yeah. like oh that it's kind of gross in a way <laughs> like it's like oh, i don't like the thing that yeah. yeah your privacy is being yeah, being subjugated, like, yeah. and it's like a game. Yeah, <laughs> but the other game that I had was um, is a web RPG called Kingdom of Loathing, and it's right. it's like a it's sort of like a text based RPG. Uh, wait, 
Is this like a um like a uh, western thing? Mm, it's kind of westerny, I guess. I don't know. It's odd. It's very very weird. But they, okay. it's you play like you pick like a one of three different types of characters, like a classic RPG style. There's the the turtle tamer, which is the your classic barbarian character. There's the pasta mancer, which is your sorcerer. And then there's the sure. sorcerer or something. So I think there's I don't I'm not quite sure I don't remember exactly how it all works, but I, I played it a ton for a, quite a few years. But it's basically your it's a all text based because it's all HTML and like PHP, and uh, you you go around and, and fight creatures and have adventures. And it's they just reference the game itself and then a bunch of like pop culture stuff. So there's you go into the woods at one point and it references Harold and Kumar a lot where you, at one point you <laughs> ride on a, like a tiger like in Harold and Kumar or the guy behind the bushes when you're trying to go to the bathroom. And and the whole game and they constantly keep updating it with all these different sequences and references to different popular cultures. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, I never heard of that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the one I was thinking of is called West of Loathing. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. It's a similar kind of thing, but I guess it's a Western kind of setup. <laughs> but it looks like the old, like, stick fight games, kind of. Yep. Yeah, it's like all stick figure drawings, and it's all black and white line drawing yeah. stuff. <laughs> oh, I wonder if it's the same developer. Like, Maybe. Yeah, they... Because I know, yeah, West of Loathing is pretty recent. Oh, okay. I'd never heard of it. What's that one? It is the same developer. It is. Oh, cool. Asymmetric. <laughs> Zach Jick Johnson. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> 2017. Yeah. Fairly new. Kingdom of Loathing was 2003. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. Yeah. It's been his pet project for a while. Yeah, they had like a big company and everything. I think they sort of faded off a little bit. I mean, 2017 is fairly recent. Yeah. What's the, what is yeah. the West of Loathing? Uh, I've never actually played it, but I, I, I the names out. That's why. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's kind of. I don't know if you'll be able to see this, but it's a. Oh, okay. That, stick figure type. Thing. That looks like their art. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because that I've seen that for Switch, and yeah, it's yeah text commands or whatever. Okay. It's pretty cool. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. I wrote, <laughs> I haven't played Doki Doki Literature Club, but I, I'm aware of it. And we've mentioned mine, and I also haven't played it, but Undertale. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and, you know, it is it is full of reference and kind of like fourth wall breaking, and it kind of allows you to have this kind of multiple playthrough thing where you get multiple endings in it. You know what you do with like the way you treat the people around you affects the game. So you can kill everyone, and you're like, "Oh, it's a bad ending." But if you don't have to kill anyone, but it's not completely clear that that's possible when you first begin, like it's kind of sparse as far as instructions. But you can find out that you don't have to kill anybody. <laughs> but it's got this really weird kind of deep story about kind of like humans and monsters kind of living underground and how they ended up underground. Uh, it's got an amazing score. The score yes. is so good. And it, I think it's made all by one guy, which is yeah, Toby, was Fox. It Toby Fox. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, I also wrote down the idea of metagaming, especially when it comes to kind of RPGs. Um, and it kind of come like the idea of not experiencing a game as it happens. It's kind of just learning about the game and knowing the tropes of games to kind of give yourself, I don't know. It, it, it kind of takes away from the experience of just gaming for pleasure and joy, where it's like, oh, I'm playing this RPG. I'm just going to look up, you know, all the puzzles and how to make the best character instead of like kind of playing the game and figuring it out by yourself. Yeah. Playing for the solutions. Yeah, you don't even have to figure anything out. There's no no actual game that you're doing. Yeah. It is like it's a you know, it's tedium yeah. essentially. <laughs> yeah. Is that what I did with Stardew Valley? <laughs> I just looked up the best crops. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I think part of that game, like, it's another kind of thing that's very sparse as far as instructions, so it's like, I think some of that stuff you kind of need, but yeah. I don't know, I guess it depends on how much you're using. Yeah. For me, Stardew Valley is more of, like, the creative aspect of it, where you can do whatever yeah. you want, and so you're you're sort of, like, living a second life, kind of. Oh, yes. As a it was farm. my first life for a while, I think. <laughs> it was my only life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so says so the steam hour log. <laughs> I want two weeks. Uh, maybe uh, Animal Crossing can be I know. Life. It's on my birthday. Yeah, I, right. I took the day off to play Animal Crossing. <laughs> really? <Okay. laughs> yeah. Did you pre-order it? <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's my birthday I, too, but I, yeah, I took it was for Animal Crossing, really. <laughs> well, you know, I, I like having my birthday off, also. Yeah. Caleb, it's your birthday. I heard. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah today's my birthday. Oh, happy birthday! Thank man. you very much. How old are you? Yeah. <laughs> what was that? How old are you? Oh, I'm 34. Okay. Yeah. So two years older than me. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Dylan, how old are you again? Not a race, guys. Jeez. Only <laughs> <laughs> 32 in two weeks. Thank you. You're just <laughs> mad because you're behind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh. Uh, yeah, I think we've just got the one thing left, which is yeah. to unjade Jeff yeah. with a children's movie about... <laughs> about video about, games. About oh, video games. Great segue. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Wreck-It Ralph, the Disney yes. film about Not... a bad guy who wants to be a good guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it starts off with a, like a soliloquy by the titular Ralph talking about how he's treated as the bad guy. He doesn't want to be bad, but it's his job to be the bad guy. Uh, it, it kind of has... You know, this inner world of video games, it's kind of a Toy Story-esque, where it's like, all the people go away, and then we can kind of be ourselves. Um, can hang out in the power strip. Hang out in the power strip. They, he goes to, like, an AA meeting, essentially, <laughs> yep. for bad guys. Where, you are like, a bad Bowser guy, but you are not bad guy. Zangief. <laughs> yep. Is that him? Speaking of meta, this is a very meta Yeah, movie. that's true. Yeah, it's very. And I didn't even get all the references when I first saw it. I was like, "Oh wow, I gotta look. I gotta brush up on my history here." Yeah. I didn't know uh, who Zangief was. Really? I didn't well, play I... Street Fighter. Well, that's there you go. 
Yeah, I, I, I was trying to look for, like, really, like, deep stuff, but I couldn't really, I don't know, I, I feel like I kind of wanted more of the kind of, you know, gaming references from other games, but it, I don't know, a little bit more sparse than I would have liked, but I feel like too much would have kind of ruined it also. So, it's probably... I think maybe if you saw it when it came out, because I remember when it came out, I was like, oh my god, Sonic's in this movie. Oh my gosh, all these like famous characters. Like... He's in it for like a second, though, you know? I know, but it was enough for me. It was enough. <laughs> okay. I'm just greedy. I don't know. It's not even really yeah. him. It's like a projection of him or whatever. Yeah. Uh, they go take a subway through the extension cords. He's stopped by a customs agent, and he meets like... Uh, he's yeah. He sees the Sonic like it's like a telegram thing, or it's like yeah. an, a, it's like a, an, uh, when you're in the subway station or whatever. Yeah, I assume a fancy subway station. <laughs> and it it says some foreshadowing where it says dying outside of your own game is permanent. It's permanent death. Yes. So you, it kind of clues you into the the stakes of the movie. There, uh, there is a deep up? cut Easter egg in this scene. Um, graffiti on the wall says, "All our base are belong to us." Yes, <laughs> zero way. What is that from? All our, all your base are belong to us. Do you know what that? Is, I don't. I don't remember that. You don't know that meme? <laughs> is that like, a meme? I don't look at memes. <laughs> don't, don't, it's not a meme. It's a screenshot of like an old '90s, like 16-bit space oh, game like it's just badly translated yeah. <laughs> okay that does sound somewhat familiar is that like space invaders zero wing was the name of it zero yeah wing. yeah they had like oh there was a video for it too where they took all the bad english yeah. in that intro video and made a whole song out of it <laughs> yeah. what you say <laughs> but there's also foreshadowing graffiti next to it that says turbo lives Oh, <laughs> is that like a reference to it lives or whatever? Uh, maybe it could be. Yeah, maybe. I just also. know I've my kid watched this movie like twenty times. <laughs> I've seen it a lot, <laughs> and I watched it fifteen. But uh, Ralph goes into the party with I think he calls them the Nice Landers, and yeah. he ruins the party, and he's kind of treated as other, even though it's like I, there is some weird like discrepancy between like them understanding that they're in a game and they have to behave accordingly. But it's like, hey, this guy who's also has to behave accordingly is a, not a, he's a bad guy. He's not good. Yeah, it's I just the know. class system, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. classic parasite system. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, he goes into the, I said it's kind of like a Halo type, Halo-esque game where he called Hero's Duty. Which is referenced somewhat. Uh, there are a lot of really good visuals when they're in the shooting, uh, the shooting game. Like I, I was kind of impressed by like all the kind of like the color and the kind of scope of the that game when he's in there. Uh, and when Ralph's in there, the Fix It Felix game doesn't really work without him there. Uh, he tries to get a medal. He flies into Sugar Rush. A candy racing game. He meets Sarah Silverman. I have a, a question. A okay. Do you, do you guys in Mario Kart hate the the food levels? 
food levels? And can you give me an example of one? Um, I don't know. There's just the levels where you drive around like cake and stuff, or like you're on a candy road or something. I kind of like it. I think it's cute. See, I've I've been hearing overwhelmingly <laughs> lately that people hate that, and I'm like, well, how could how could you hate that? <laughs> you're driving around a three layer cake. I. I mean, that's uh, one of the levels in Mario Odyssey. I'm fine with it, too. Yeah. Oh, no. My f- uh, I know someone who hates that. <laughs> he hates any food level. Like, don't play Kirby, then. Yeah. Yeah. I think... Yeah, I don't know. I'm fine with it. It just makes me hungry. It's, you know, it's, it's a kid's game. Yeah. I was just curious. I was th- I thought I was in the minority, but all right. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Uh, the game is called Sugar Rush. It's a candy racing game. Uh... They a cybug follows them from Heroes Duty, and they apparently don't recognize that they're part of a game. Like they're actually a virus that is constantly lives within games. I thought that was a weird thing. Uh, if I know it, the girl's name is Vanellope, and she's a glitch. She's bullied by the other racers, uh, and Ralph helps her make a cart. I, I did immediately notice, like, why it was off. I'm like, so it's a game where it's a bunch of little girls and an old man who are racing. <laughs> and the one, the odd person out is a different little girl. I'm like, that's weird. So did you, you did you know a twist was coming? Or? I mean, that kind of, I was like, why is the odd one out also a little girl when all of them are little girls, except for this one old man who happens, who, like, clearly doesn't fit in. The rest He's of the them. king of candy. He's, he comes literally from the Candyland game. I don't know. I just I was just like, why is it? And like this other girl is just like, why is that weird? That a little girl does like that's weird. <laughs> she doesn't belong among the other little girls. Because kids suck. That's why. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean that is true. But I was just like, oh, that's weird. I just like ticked it as like, oh, that's strange. And I didn't know Jane Lynch's name, so I just called her Jane Lynch, and I know it's the whole time until the very end. I can't remember her name either. Sergeant. It's Calhoun. Yeah. They... Yeah, I didn't know till the very end, uh, on the credits or whatever. Uh, yeah, Felix and Jane Lynch search for a, the bug. They fall into a pit, and they're saved by Laffy Taffy. Yeah. That, and that's uh, Jack McBrayer, I guess. Fix it, Felix. Yeah. Uh, oh, Kenneth. Yeah. Yep. 30, Kenneth 30 Rock. 30 yeah. Rock. We've uh, got a racing training montage. Uh, oh, yeah, to Rihanna. That was kind of out of place for me. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. <laughs> Shut up and drive song. <sighs> they have their weird, um, like, rom com breakup that happens. Oh and yeah! Wait, when? That, like uh, the king's like, oh, this bad thing will happen if she races. Yeah. So they have their weird, like it, it is weirdly like kind of set up like a rom com where it's like I was, you know, I do this bad thing. It's like I was dumb. It was a misunderstanding. I don't know. It was just a weird kind of like same kind of structure. Uh, he interrogates a guy called Sour Bill. Which is like the thing he puts in his mouth. Yeah, that little green guy. I love uh, candy. <laughs> yeah. I am just too trusting of <laughs> <in> candy. 
making me hungry. <laughs> Ralph saves Felix, who helps <laughs> fix the cart. Uh, then all the races and the bugs infest the game. You find out that the king is Turbo. Oh. You find out that there's this thing like about games going Turbo. And it's this guy who was like a greedy video game character who wanted to be known among all the video games. And you find out it's just him as a disguise. He got know. too meta and started breaking the other games. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And my jaw uh, dropped when he was like, I'm Turbo. <laughs> watching a kid's movie by myself in the theater. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Throwing popcorn. Like, oh my god. How dare you? Did you see that coming, kid? Did you see it coming? Uh, you should have, because it was use... written on the wall. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> no, after my, like, 45th watch-through of it, that's when I cut that. <laughs> they use, like, the molten coke volcano is a beacon to kill the cybugs because apparently they always fly into the light, which is caused by this coke volcano. Yeah, uh, man, did that pull your heartstrings at all? That the recital of the bad guy pledge. It did a little bit. Yeah, it did. I was like, the really like, oh, that's that's cool, man. <laughs> the little AA pledge, which yeah. I don't know what it is an actual AA meeting, but. I assume it's something similar. Yeah, the only person I'd rather be is me. Oh, such good words, Ralph. Mm. Did it pull out your heartstrings? It gets me every time. Did you Did you cry? <laughs> uh, I get a little verklempt the first yeah. time, definitely. <laughs> oh my god. But I didn't know what was going to happen. I was like, oh no. Sure. Like, he thinks he's going to die. He's literally killing himself right now. More so than Anohana? Uh, no, Anahana, like, made me ball. Yeah. Um, but, uh... Oh, crap, I just had something, now I forgot. Continue. Okay. <laughs> I'll come back. Uh, oh, wait, yes, no, I remember. Stop, right. immediately. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, he's making, like, Ralph, as he's plummeting, try, he's making this sacrifice of himself to save Penelope, right? Right. And potentially this whole Sugar Rush game. But he's also, if he dies, his game, like... The record, the Fix It Felix game is going to get unplugged. So by he's sacrificing himself and the entire like Nice Land community too. So you know, yeah. not so selfless, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It is, it is somewhat selfish, definitely. It's like it the trolley thing. problem, I guess. Oh, you mean kill one person to save three or whatever? Yeah. Yep. Okay. What would you do in that situation? Um, oh, wait, wait, that exact situation? Like falling into uh, a pit of metos? Or no, like a trolley, <laughs> trolley situation. Oh, God, now we're getting really, this should have been in the philosophical episode. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right? Jeez, what would I do? I'd probably... One life or many. The one is your son. Let's do it that way. Oh God! No. no. <laughs> I don't have to do anything. No. no way. That made it easy. Uh, I probably wouldn't do anything anyway. I'd feel. I guess I'd feel responsible if I switched it. Like, I just yell, "Get off the track!" Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. What would you do? What would either of you do? Uh, I'd kill the one person. 
Oh, really? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, it's one life over many. Why not? I don't even think I'd have the reaction time to do anything anyway. Yeah. I think the trolley would have already run over. Probably it would it would run over all the people, and I would be like, "Oh, I didn't even know that there was a handle here to do something." Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what? I, I derail the trolley and save everyone and sacrifice myself. There we go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's probably... I, I don't know. Uh, that's probably the better, the best answer. But, I don't know. And I feel like, eh, it's one life over many. Whatever. Yeah. People Trolleys are right. slow, too. That's right. <laughs> Might be able to get there in time. Yeah. Uh, Penelope's a princess. Felix gets married to Calhoun, which I guess is Jane Lynch's character. And there's a happy ending. Uh, except for Turbo. He got except for him. Uh, yeah, he flies into the Coke volcano. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's the that's bug. Right. He gets eaten and then flies. Because <laughs> they're attracted to the light or whatever, the beacon. Right. Which is essentially a big bug zapper. Uh, yeah, I liked it. I thought it was cute. Uh, I it does have me kind of curious about the second one, but I, I think you said it wasn't as good. Uh, I did not like the second one. It has what I refer to as Cars Two syndrome, where they open up the world and it, like they kind of leave the like world building rules they had behind and just go, okay, we're going to the internet. We can do anything we want. It just like kind of goes nuts. There's a good Jason Manzukis cameo though. <laughs> Oh, nice. Who does he play? Or is uh, it himself? He, they go to a Reddit Ask Me Anything, and he's like yelling into the mic at, I think, he's asking Baby Groot a Christian. He's just like screaming and like getting really close to the mic. <laughs> do you think that they, uh, I don't mean like, do you think that they were like, uh, rule 34 this, to make it dark for kids? <laughs> of Wreck-It Ralph? God, I yeah. know. I'm sure yeah. there's some Rule 34 of Wreck-It Ralph out there. There's gotta be, right? <laughs> oh, really? yeah. Look it up right now. No, please don't. No. <laughs> I want that Get on the my FBI on your, on your case. <laughs> yeah. But listeners, go ahead. And look yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah, if you're into that, it's And then fine. write in and tell us. <laughs> yeah. It's probably like the creepiest possible Rule 34 to like, like Wreck-It Ralph and the and the Nelope. Yeah. Fucking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably yeah. Some Cal- Calhoun and probably- Fix-It Felix, too, I would assume. Yeah, that's probably true. And there's probably some stuff that's like Wreck-It, Ralph, and like the King or whatever. <laughs> it's gotta be. I mean, that's gonna attract like a certain audience. The King's yeah. outfit is prime for Rule 34. Sure, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I love the racing in the movie. I don't know. It's just fun for me. Yeah, it's very Mario Kart-esque. Yeah, especially like when they're drifting around the corners and stuff. and Yeah. Um, light up the cherry bombs. It's just like silly. <laughs> yeah, it does look like a hard track. Like, like an expert track kind of thing. Right. Yeah, lots yeah. of secret passageways. Kind of a Rainbow Road-esque part at one point. Sure. I hate Rainbow Road. <laughs> Yeah, it's the worst. Did they ever make a video game of Wreck-It Ralph? Probably. Um, when 
All I know is when the first movie came out, they had, like, browser games of each of, like, they had a Fix-It Felix browser game. It was essentially just, like, the arcade game. Okay. Um, and you could play Sugar Rush, which worked all right. And then they tried to do, like, uh, Hero's Duty, but that was just running like a slog. <laughs> Pretty bad. But I don't know if they actually made any console games ever. Yeah. But they should make a Sugar Rush. That'd be yeah. fun. It'd just be a Mario Kart ripoff but whatever that'd be pretty meta yeah <laughs> video game referencing a video game movie referencing video games <laughs> it doesn't get any more meta than that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh couldn't you say like isn't there like a street fighter the movie the game there is something <laughs> yes, like that there was one yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm like why and it's got like the models are like uh, John Claude Van Damme and whatever the fuck M. Bison was. Raul. Raul, Jul- yep. Raul Julia. Yep. <laughs> Dude, that was his final film. He died of like oh, stomach no. cancer after that movie. Yeah. He could have gone out as in the Adams family, but nope. He had to do Street Fighter. Yeah. yeah. What a weird thing. I don't know. Video games are so hit or miss. Video game, excuse me, video game movies. So hit it. Yeah, I think they're mostly miss, actually. Yeah. Did you ever see the um off topic the Tomb Raider ones? Not the newest one, the Angelina Jolie ones. Oh yeah, I saw the first Angelina Jolie one because I was a sixth grader and I wanted to go see Angelina Jolie, <laughs> not sure. Tomb Raider necessarily. <laughs> I think that they're decent movies. They're not like great video yeah, game a... movies, but they're okay. Yeah, I guess the most recent one is supposed to be all right. I heard it was bad. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I heard it was just mediocre, not terrible. So, no. I guess <laughs> yeah. the Resident Evils are popular too, though. Yeah. Oh yeah. The Silent Hill popular. movie was good. Which one? Silent Hill. Oh yeah, that's the right. The first one, at yeah. least, was pretty good. Uh, I heard Assassin's Creed was terrible. <laughs> yeah, yes. that doesn't surprise me. Doesn't surprise me. <laughs> Yeah, was Super Mario yeah. Brothers. That was my favorite. Oh, I think it'll boy. always be my favorite oh. video game movie. Have you have you rewatched it recently? <laughs> no, I refuse to. Okay, well then maybe keep it that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I showed it to Dez and he was like, "What, what is this? this? Did they, <laughs> did did they even try to play it. the game?" <laughs> yeah, no, he didn't get any of it. He just liked Yoshi because it was a dinosaur. <laughs> I guess that Yoshi puppet's really like complex though. Good animatronic. Love animatronics. Yep. That movie was John Leguizamo. Yeah. Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins. And uh, who is? It's a Dennis Dennis Hopper. Hopper, Yes. Bowser. Him and Dustin Hoffman (laughs) confused, but yes, Dennis Hopper. We'll see. They're making a new one, so we'll see. Are they really? A new Super Mario Brothers? Yeah, oh, but it's no. going to be animated this time. So. Oh, so it could be good Colorful then. direction. Yeah. Yeah. They should have the Lego people start. make it. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah. They're funny. They're talented. Yeah. They work well with kids, move, like working kids' movies into adult movies too. Yeah. They can blend the humor. Yeah. Yeah, there was some stuff with Wreck-It Ralph that was strangely like adult, but I'm like... The kid's gonna get this. 
like even some of the references to like older like do kids know who Cubert is? I don't know. Probably no, not. Yeah. Like, they're not gonna get why he's always like his, he speaks in swearing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know if they got the second one either because the second one's all about like it's kind of meta about like social media. It's just like pretty bad. It's for like tweens or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's about Ralph trying to get popular on the internet. Oh, I haven't seen it, so I didn't know. Yeah. I think, I think it's on Hulu. Okay. Still. Cool. Yeah, I think it's on Netflix too. Yeah, maybe it's Netflix. Yeah. Before it goes to Disney Plus. Oh, yeah. It'll get there eventually, yeah. Yep. Take yep. it all. It disappears into the Disney Plus. Yeah. Can we wrap up? I think so. Yeah, no more final thoughts. We're all good. All right, uh, I'll let you. Do you want to plug anything, Caleb? People can find you. Um, yeah, sure. Uh, I, you can find me on Spotify under Caleb Orion. All of my music is up there. I haven't gotten the whole GD show theme, Grassroots Oligarchy, on Spotify yet, but I could anytime. Um, and uh, I also worked on a new project recently called Heroes of the Afternoon that uh, is on Bandcamp. Which is is oh, pretty cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. Did uh, about five or six songs vocally on that album. Awesome. Yeah. Nice. I'll have to check that out now. I didn't know. Um, yeah, you can find us. Jeez, uh, at Whole GD Show. Everything. Twitter at Whole GD Show. Facebook dot com slash Whole GD Show. Uh, wow. Well, Caleb did the music plug. I don't have to worry about that this time. Uh, <laughs> what am I missing, Hi. Jeff? Podbean? Podbean. Uh, com. But if you're listening, you know where to find us. Sure. Yeah, we're also on Spotify. Uh, also on Spotify. Yep. Stitcher, iTunes, all your... Or I think we just got it add, added to uh, Google Play the other day. Nice. Yeah. So you can find us wherever. Uh, I am at Show on Twitter and Instagram mainly. I do tumblr occasionally i'm also on twitch now oh really nice yeah doing stuff uh i did some death stranding streams the other day so i don't really get twitch and i don't know if they're still up there (laughs) but hopefully you can watch them (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i've got some youtube stuff too give them some points or whatever they give you twitch bucks i don't know what that is (laughs) Yeah. subscribe 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 um, yeah so yeah uh, that's everything we'll catch you gd listeners in the next gd episode goodbye later bye